popcorn boys and we're coming in sandy <laughs> we are coming at you live from culver city california i am kyle jamison with me is daniel trainer and daniel have you ever had to wear a moisture saving full body outfit suit so because the temperatures were so hot and you had to save every drop of moisture and then re-drink it or something is that an experience you've been through? You don't know anything about my childhood, do you? <laughs> uh, apparently not. Bullock? Sandra? Yeah. What? Coming in Sandy? Oh, Sandy. Yes, I said. No, I meant uh, literally Sandy. Wow. Just a lot of sand on the planet of Dune. Do- Big... W- was the planet called? I don't think the well, planet was called Well, you know Dune, what? But- We're getting into my first question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a big um, week for sand. A big week for sand. This week's episode of the Popcorn Boys features the first double feature in Popcorn Boys history. This is huge. Big, big news to talk about. Daniel and I went to the movies. We went. That's not actually. So for a movie podcast, that's actually not going to be the big news well, that we went to the movies. We pulled off the rarely seen weekday, weeknight, week afternoon, evening double feature. Well, you know, something I want to say, and I think we've, we've brought this up on the podcast before, and it's something I don't, I, you know, it's a secret I don't like getting out there. Okay. But I think we've brought it up before. If you live in the Los Angeles area, Ooh, and you can get yourself careful. to a, if you can get yourself to a landmark oh, on a Tuesday night, baby. Those tickets are going to go ahead and be $7. $7 Tuesdays. We saw two movies for the grand total of $14. In the in the City of Angels, what can you buy for $14? Certainly not a sandwich. <laughs> and, and we saw two movies. Well, that, that $14 price does not include all the snacks that we got, nor does it include oh, we'll the drinks we'll and food we had in between the double feature. Yeah. Uh, it does include parking, though. Zero, zero dollar parking. Somehow the gates were up. The gates were up. The gates weren't working at the landmark on Pico. We thought for sure, for sure, when we left, that we weren't going to be able to get out. Because when was, we pulled in, the gate was just up. Really? To just drive through. Didn't even have to take a ticket. A and then magical, we were like, wait. A magical evening. When we leave. Mo- a magical evening at the movies. If the gate is down, what do we do? Well, you, you run the car through it. Yeah. I think that was the plan. Yeah. yeah that would be the plan. Do you think – you know how, like, the, the parking garage things have that thing, like, call for help? Yes. There's nobody there, right? No, 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 no. That's like, that's like when you're in an elevator and there's, there's the call for help button. There's just – there's nothing. Nothing's happening there. Now, I've never been in an elevator with a call for help. I've seen an alarm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It, not, no button. Yeah, who does that call? No button in an elevator calls anyone. <laughs> Where are my tax dollars going? You just kind of have to hope that someone comes around and finds you. <laughs> Getting stuck in an elevator is sort of my dream. If I had my phone, wow. just I could finally watch Squid Game. <laughs> Fire it up on the phone. <laughs> um, all right. Well, obviously this week's. Reason for the season. There you go. Look at this. I'm, ge- I'm getting better. I'm getting better, yeah. <laughs> Is the uh, previously stated double feature. Sure. We will be discussing both Dune 
and the French dispatch at large. Um, but before we get there, sure, you know what time it is. We, like need, we, need, we need a we sound need a jingle. Effect. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, should I put something in? I'll put something in this boop, week. Boop, boop, doo, doo. Oh, yeah. Oh, should I not sing it? Because you're no, do it in three, two, one. Boop, doo, 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 doo. Okay, I didn't it's mean your weekly box office recap. Okay, so I actually meant that I was gonna put in music. Oh, 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 sorry. Well, I asked if I should do it, and I and you didn't wait for me to say yes or no. True. So in three, two, one. Boop, doo, 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 doo. Okay, that's, uh, we can't. <laughs> I'm weekly. done. It's done. Box office challenge recap. Okay, now that's just that's gonna have to be the jingle every week, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week we had two movies that we drafted debut. We have already talked about both of them mm-hmm. briefly. It is Dune and The French Dispatch. They were both on Team Daniel. Dune opened to forty-one million dollars. Thank you. Pretty solid, solid opening. Oh, absolutely. It seemed this this movie had potential to. You know, there were fears that it could flop pretty hard. Be, we had talked about it being a flop arena, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at $41 million, I mean, they'll take it, especially with that already out Cinema on... Cinema lives! ...on HBO Max. Uh, the French Dispatch has made $1.7 million thus far. Cinema lives! Obviously very low number, but that's only in, uh, I believe, 700-ish theaters Why, around the country. Know, you, you got that theater per screen average number for not, me, bitch. I did not I, write it down, but it was one of the, I believe, is it the highest? I think it's the highest since the pandemic. 25K per theater, baby. Wow. And we will get into how we saw that firsthand. And how, well, I mean. We don't, I was going to say, we don't have enough time to talk about the Wes Anderson theater audience i think we but we I mean, this probably pretty, this do is a pretty long that's podcast, pretty much usually. what this episode will be about <laughs> is the just the you know wes brings out the folks doesn't he wes brings out the folks well only 1.7 million of them thus far so you think a ticket is a dollar 1.7 million dollars <laughs> worth okay well i wish i mean i wish it was 1.7 million people We'll divide that by $7 Tuesdays at the Landmark, and you get what? You know. Mm, I don't know. Journalism major, unfortunately. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't allowed in the math class. Yeah. So the current standings, uh, as we've spoken about in recent weeks, Daniel has a pretty commanding lead at this point. Pretty commanding. I think you can drop the pretty. Which is what I said to Charlize Theron when she wanted an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see where you were going to take that. I knew, <laughs> knew took, something was coming. It took a second, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have anything uh, queued up in the old shotgun. But uh, So Daniel is at $1.31 billion wow. thus far. Uh, that is with um, 14 of his 20 movies have been released. Wow. Six still to come. Let's go. Kyle is uh, still trying to make his way towards that billion-dollar mark at eight hundred seventy-seven. Mil- third person. Interesting. No, I always do that when I do the box office recap. I never listen to this part. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Uh, eight hundred seventy-seven million. So about uh, more than a five hundred million dollar difference at this point. Jeez That's with Fifteen of Kyle's twenty movies have been released. Five still to come. Mm-hmm. Now that's where this could get interesting. Obviously, uh, you know the if we were gonna put the odds on the winner in Vegas here, Daniel has to be about a I'd say a minus three fifty favorite at this point. Kyle probably uh, you know. Plus two fifty to get the upset, something like that. Yeah, I've never really understood these. 
Uh, so when I say you're a minus 350 favorite, that means to make $100, you would have to bet $350. Right. Okay. And then on uh, and on the underdog side, it the the so plus number is. So betting is just legal now, huh? In more and more states, yeah. I mean, the idea that why why was it why was it ever illegal? Why laps. is Pete Rose not the Hall of Fame? I mean, the idea that myself, a man in his thirties. So now you don't speak third person. Well, the fact no. that Kyle, a man, <laughs> a in man his 30s. in my thirties, yeah. Uh, I'm not legally allowed to gamble some of my money on a, on sports on a sports game. Sure. Not not allowed. Illegal. But I thought it is. Not in California. It's not? No, there's like 8 or 10 states so far that it's where it's legal. Oh, they seem to be adding one every handful of months, but I can't keep track. What is um not allowed? Like can you ma- I I'm not allowed to my- go ah. I want to put ten dollars on the on Packers my- to win Thursday night football. This girl who's uh, oh, what a game tonight. The girl who was on my on the TV all the time, Jesse for uh, what is it? Every other ad, Jesse's there. What? Jesse, the sports booking girl. Jesse, the sports what is booking it? Oh girl. Oh my god! Yeah, well, who she work for? Jesse. I have no it's idea. It's me, Jesse. Get in tonight. Never heard of this before in my life. Oh my god. Hold on, let me look this up. It's crap. What is it called? Oh my god! I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god! Yes, you do. FanDuel. Oh, maybe. Uh, hold on, Jesse. Are you just googling Jesse? Jesse. What do you think comes up first when I search Jesse? Plemons. Toy Jesse Toy Story. Oh, that's good. Jesse FanDuel. Yes, Jesse Caulfield. No, DraftKings. Draft Come Kings. on. That's what I was. That's what Come I was. on. DraftKings. Hold on. Ooh. Dr- oh, Jesse DraftKings Halloween costume. Think about how insane this is. I am not allowed to gamble on sports if I want to. N- nobody cares. Why? It's nobody cares. That's the dumbest oh, thing. Oh, she just got married. I've oh, no, ever her heard best of my entire life. I oh, know her best friend got married. Somewhere Can along you the line. Imagine- can you somewhere imagine along the line, being best said, friends with let's the face make of a draft law. Kings? Let's make a law that says, yeah, I know you're an adult and you have your own money, but you are not allowed to gamble on sports with it. Can you imagine what? being Why? the best friend Absolutely with insane. the face of DraftKings? <laughs> what, what are you looking up now? I'm looking at the best friend of DraftKings wedding at the Flying Diamond Ranch. Where's that? I don't know. This won't surprise you. A lot of white people. What? Uh, anyway, what was your point with the commercial? I just don't remember who she worked for. She's all over. I know her better than my own family. Flying Diamond Ranch. Let's find out where that is. So, Daniel has six movies remaining. Those movies are, in order of which they were drafted, Okay. Eternals. His number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, come on, let's go. Next week, by the way. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, West Side Story. Ugh. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, boy. Nightmare Alley. House of Gucci. Oak Creek, Colorado. And The King's Men. <laughs> Wait, is that coming out? You know, The King's Men franchise. <laughs> really elusive. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the chat. Well, I feel like we're not going to know if that movie's coming out until like the day before it's supposed to come out. And they're like, yeah, we're, we decided not to show it. Probably. <laughs> Wait, what's my third? Do I have a third backup? Uh, that this would this would plug your second backup into the oh into the uh, game, which, which is was what, the one that made like four million. What is it? Zola. Zola. No, Zola. Thought, no, well, I, I'm not using Zola yet. No, not yet. No. Oh God, let's go! Come on, Kingsman! <laughs> Come on, Kingsman! So yeah, that your first backup was Respect. Only what? one. Only yeah. one of your movies has been dropped from the calendar thus far. No. Uh, Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Transformania. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so those six are up against these five of mine. Spider-Man, okay. whatever the hell. Far, Homecoming, cares. Far Nobody From Home. What is the title? Spider-Man, Far From Home? Spider-Man, The Girl From Homecoming. Doom. Spider-Man, what? Zendaya. Yeah. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections. Let's go. I will say. Sing we- to Cruise <laughs> Control. No, I don't like this. Uh, this week's Last Night in Soho. Okay, so flop. And Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon okay, the City. Biggest, the biggest flop arena of all time. Oh. The biggest flop arena of all time. Raccoon City is going to just... People are... If that makes... I've fi- been getting so many texts about <laughs> Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. People uh, are... I'm sure. They can't wait for it. For, I'm sure. You got a lot of gamer friends? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the general public. You got a lot of raccoon friends? So that's the the contest as it stands now. So we we have about a five hundred. What did we say? Twenty five million dollars difference. What does the winner get? You have to buy me dinner when I win. Is that what we said? I think so. Okay. Ooh, no. Actually, you have to buy me a car. Oh, is that what we said? Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, can you say that real quick? Just weird. Are you buying mic? me a car from when I beat you two years ago? No, those weren't the rules. Um. Yes. Those they were. weren't the rules. Yes, they were. Can I say what? Can you say that into the mic real quick, just so I can uh, have that, so I can I can splice that into old audio? Can you say, when you win the box office, ch- whoever wins the box office challenge has to buy the other one a car? Well, you just said it, so you can just no, splice need- in your own audio. Okay, all right, fine. and I'll I'll give you here. I'll give you this. The uh, wait, what? How's that? How's it worded? I'm Kyle Jameson, and I approve this message. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited for political ads to be back. Oh, when are we firing them back up? One of the midterms. It next is year. coming up on November. Here, we, do we have an election this year? What are, what are we? What are we voting on this year? Who knows? Uh, you know, how do we feel about voting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, generally for it, I suppose. Yeah, generally for voting. I mean, yeah. I guess. No, we're all we're all for voting. The. Uh, Who's going to be president? Um, probably Beto. <laughs> Beto. Well, no. Beto. What's going? What's happening to Joe? Joe who? The president. Oh, oh he's old. <laughs> Joe <laughs> who? <laughs> he's going to retire. He's going to retire. <laughs> Is that a thing you do? Can you retire uh, from the presidency? Oh my God, I wouldn't in, in the first week. Like I don't want to do this. This is all about like. Nobody – here's the thing. I guess you have to resign, not retire. Nobody wants to be president. That, like, that's is there, 100% true. Is there ever a job where you're like, oh, God, my whole life, my whole life, my whole life, and then you get there like, I don't want to fucking do this shit. Like, this is – This is the worst job in the world. Quite literally the worst job in the world. Nobody wants to be president, right? Nobody wants to do, do anything any in politics? political jobs. No. Yeah. 
You no. want to win because it's like you you have an ego about it. it's a contest. You want to win the contest, of course. And then you get elected. You're like, well, hold on a second. This not, sucks. Oh, 100%. Can you imagine have to listen listening to constituents? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All these dopes. And, like, the people you have to listen to are just the oh. worst subsection of people you could possibly Can you imagine. imagine having to show up and be like, how's it going, Sioux Falls? <laughs> imagine you get into your office on a Monday morning and you're like, Hey, uh, can you play all the voicemails from the people who called the office? To, they're like, hey, this is – my name's Sarah, and uh, I really want to make sure you're supporting, you know, legislation that causes forest fires or wh- whatever people are calling it. Supporting legislation that causes forest fires? So Sarah's an arsonist. Yes. She, she, hates, I see. she hates the forest. She wants to burn them all down. I see. Man, it's just like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Polit- have you, have politics. Ever, have you ever called your representative? Po- no. <laughs> you know, it's like, and listen, I'm going to be very vulnerable. You know, all the time I see these people like, hey, today's a big day. Like, we got to call call your senator and let, here, here's a number. I think about it for about... 1.5 seconds. Oh, that's... And then I say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and watch the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> that's the most absolutely not I will ever be. And I... Listen. I don't... I wish I wasn't that person, but also I know a lot about souffles. That's a better skill. Probably. Because it's not really skill to... We've gotten off track. Souffles aren't a skill. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying uh, calling your representative to, you know, no, it's a very, spout no, about. No, it's very important. It's very important. It's very important. I just, I know where my skills lay. It's not in picking up the phone. It's in souffle. It's not in picking up the I phone. I know where my skills lay. It's in baking a souffle. <laughs> I'm just not going to pick up a phone. I'm just not. No, and nor should can. No, I should, but I'm I'm just not. No, no. I know where my skills lie. It's not picking up the phone. It's not picking up the phone. Can you text these demands to your congressman? That's a great question. I'll have to look into that. Maybe like like a tweet. Does that count? <laughs> oh, the tweets! I like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if, if liking a tweet was enough to make you like a political, you know, savant. Oh my God! Get me to D.C., baby. <laughs> Katie Porter. <laughs> All right. So I am going to set this. Set the stage. Set the stage for you. It is Tuesday afternoon in Los Angeles. Mm. It is 3.32 p.m. Oh, yeah. And there's Hyundai pulling up to my building. (laughs) It's Daniel, and we're on our way to the landmark. Let's go. We hustle our way over there for the uh, X time in a row. Daniel has taken the worst possible route you know, from br- our neighborhood to you know the landmark. What? To bring this up on the podcast, <laughs> that is dirty. We've That's established this is a pretty obvious best way to go. Avoids you know the most lights. Can, can I just say? We're always kind of hustling over say, there. We want to make sure we get our popcorn before. Can I just say? We would like to this, catch the trailers. In this friendship, I always drive because, let's say it together, your car doesn't work. My car is... 
liable to. So I'm always driving. Liable I'm, to explode at any moment. I'm picking you up. I'm driving you everywhere. Even, you know what? So you're calling me out. I'll call you out. I pick you up from work. <laughs> and within 10 seconds, you complain about the route I've taken. <laughs> well, you went the wrong oh, way. No, there's no... If you're getting a free ride, baby, there's no wrong way. Oh, nothing better. You're than, at liberty of the driver. Nothing okay? better than getting a ride somewhere and being like, eh. oh, and, imme- and immediately. You went the wrong and way. And immediately. Here. And immediately. Listen, whatever. There's no. We've always gotten there on time. It always works. The one time, I will say, the one time we went your way, you're like, oh, maybe this isn't the right way. We got stuck behind a truck. Uh, uh, yeah, didn't a train come or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You like to go the way where he gets stopped behind a train. Well, what? And whose fault is that? I mean, you know, it's like who? It just avoids. There's about five lights in a row that we would avoid here, and two left turns that we would avoid. Unbelievable. Whatever. I mean, I'm just saying. So you're complaining about I'm the route you're taking, saying. and I'm dri- so I'm driving you again. I'm driving you, <laughs> spending my hard-earned gas money, and you're complaining about the route I'm taking. Okay, go on. Is it hard-earned? How dare you? <laughs> anyway, so now it's uh, 3.43 on a Tuesday afternoon, and we are pulling into the landmark. We've ar- As we've already stated, the gate is open. Oh, yeah. We're high-fiving that the gate's open. <laughs> Clutch! We because, save a good 10 Well, seconds. because usually there's there's three hours free parking. Yeah, yeah. But tonight on the docket tonight... They must have known we were coming. Double feature. They must have known we were so coming. So we were going to have to pay for parking because we were going to be there for... Wait for it. Uh... About six hours? And parking in Five LA, and a half hours? If you're parking anywhere in L.A. over three hours, it, that's going to go ahead and be your paycheck for the week. Yes. The rates, once you get out of, like, your free rate or your discounted rate or whatever, uh, it goes up basically. It's, no, like, $10 legit, a minute. And if, we had, if we had had to pay for parking, it would have been, what, 20 bucks? Quite possibly, yeah. Insane. I, I wonder what it would have been. I oh, wonder we'll what it would have been. I wonder what it would have been. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. a good song. So we pull in, <clears throat> and we hustle our way to the ticket kiosk. Yeah. We use the same ticket kiosk every week. We do, yeah. Well, we both use it. It's funny. We each have our own. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I go to the left. You go to the right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's getting weird. Anyway, so we get our tickets for Not weird. It's nice. The three forty-five showing of Dune, and then we hustle over for our snack uh, to the concessions. See, right? Go on. This is this is huge. This is a this was a huge moment. We didn't really recognize it until we got up to the counter. The landmark has changed their menu. Oh my god! I know. Huge, without telling us. Yeah, which we. I got no email. Yeah, if you're going to change your your I, movie theater snack menu, you need to send an email to the popcornboys at gmail.com. I come here at least once a week. At have least we, Do we have that week. Gmail account? The yeah, send, boys send an gmail. email. Uh, yeah, yeah. Send us, send us your, uh, I don't know, Popcorn Boys Halloween costume. Should we start a Venmo account? Oh. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd pay for our popcorn. Which, let me get... Okay, let Ooh, me get yes, into this. Please do. I am heated about this. Okay. So, for the long... I've been going to this landmark for years. For um, for like a decade, I've sure. been going to this landmark location, right? It's always been small and large. Right. Small and large. Small and large popcorn. Two sizes. 
I get up to the counter before my 335 showing of Dune. 345, but go on. That's what I just said. You said 35. No, I did Play not. Back. Roll back the tape. I did not. And hit, your, hit your hit your <laughs> 10 second rewind. I did it twice now, probably. So hit it twice now. 10 second or 15? Because it depends on isn't what it, podcast platform you're using. Oh, isn't it 10? No, you, yeah, 15. Is it 15 and then 15 30? back, 30 forward. Oh, okay. 15. At least on Apple Podcasts. Okay, so now you're going to have to go ahead and hit it three times now. So hit the 15 <laughs> three times now. So now you're 45 seconds okay, back. You're supposed to stop talking. For what? And we're back. And I did see. <laughs> I did say 345. Uh, so I get up to the counter and I'm ready to make my normal order for a matinee screening of a movie that I don't really want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, wait just a second here. I usually get a large popcorn, right? No yes. doubt about it. Small or large, the large was a dollar more. What am I, a fool? Yeah, the one so I get up there. Now, keep I, in mind here, the, the first movie that we're seeing is two hours and 35 minutes long. So you, you're going to want the large. Oh, and I'm going to want the large. So I get up there, and I say, now, what is this? Small, medium. And large on the menu? What is happening? I am losing my mind. It so really I'm like, how big? Loop. We didn't really have time to like, how big is, sit with it or how ask big questions. is the medium? Especially because I got a hot dog, so I had to wait for that. That, that we, to cook. we will discuss. There's not. Uh, we'll get into the hot dog. So we get there. A medium is an option? What in the world is this? I mean, I am. Shaken, like truly, I felt like my Not entire stirred? world. No, <laughs> that was a couple weeks ago. No, sorry. So I, so I make the bold move actually of going ahead and getting the medium because I was just interested. I was shocked by that. I know, but also I thought we were we were going out to dinner in between, so I was like, I well, we know. did. Yeah. So I get the medium popcorn. I got the small. And it's interesting. It didn't feel that much smaller than a large. So I'm wondering if the if the previous large is now the medium and the large is now bigger. That is my hypothesis. And that is that's too much for me to But do. I don't know what the new large is. Is it that is it No, the, I saw a bag. Rectangular I, box? No, that would be way smaller. Yeah, I guess it would, huh? But what I saw a bag. I but think people I saw who bag. have the box of pop what's going on there? They're splitting it. Oh, they're splitting it. Really? Yeah, that's a classic move. Why is it? In, who's putting it in the box? People. Okay. The the reason I've put a popcorn in a box is, thank you, as a vegan. If you want butter on it, if you're with somebody who, you know, God forbid, God forbid, eats the movie theater butter, they put the butter on theirs, and then you can have your own in a little fucking box or whatever. <laughs> uh. Okay. Sure. It's easier to split. Like, I, I don't know. Some people, I don't think, like, put their, you know, hands in the same bag. So, or sounds like we would be saving a lot of money if we just ordered the large every time or oh wow, this new large and split it via these boxes. Interesting. But as far as I know, the Landmark does not have a free refill on the large. Which, also, where's the loyalty program? Well, here's the thing. Oh, where's the loyalty that's program? That's a great question. I, where's the loyalty program? Who? I'm here every week. Where is the loyalty program? Where's just the loyalty in general? Honestly, the fact that we don't come up that elevator 
Escalator. Escalator. Now, where do those names come from? Escalator and Elevator? Yeah. Uh, Italy, I believe. Okay. I'll believe it. <laughs> I just made it up, but all right. Um, the fact that people don't applaud. For us? Yeah. Oh, whoa. oh, they're back. Well, yeah. Especially on Tuesday afternoons. I know. Honestly, it's insane. We're usually the only ones there. Well, we weren't, and we'll get into it. Yes. Uh... Yeah, but then, of course, and to the listeners, I do want to say, there was another item on the menu. And that new item menu was a vegan bratwurst. Ooh, yes. And I... Daniel's uh, senses were tingling. They with were. anticipation. Like, they really were. Ooh, I'm going to have to try this. But here's the thing. I need a popcorn. Right. And I getting the bratwurst would have been too much. I'm going to get that at some point in the near future just to try it. So when you get that, you won't also get a popcorn? Maybe I'll get a small? Well, that's what I did. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a small popcorn and then get the vegan bratwurst. I did small popcorn, hot dog, bottle of water. Let's get in. Let's what number was hot dog on that list? Who knows? From the top ten, hastily prepared. Who, who knows? Way too high. Let's get into. <laughs> let's get into the saddest sight I've ever seen. I was hungry. Let's get into the saddest. I didn't have side. lunch at work that day. Let's get into the saddest side I've ever seen. So we're rushing into the movie. He gets a hot dog, which is imbe- okay. He, by the way, you get up to the counter. You're like, <laughs> so are the hot dogs ready? And the guy's like, no, we. <laughs> he's like, we we make them fresh. Yeah. And then he's like, they'll take one minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, are they uh, readily oh. available? Because. Yeah, we were a, a little more behind than usual. Yeah. And so, you know, I I didn't want to miss the beginning of Dune because... Oh, absolutely not. God forbid we wouldn't have had any idea what was going on. No. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, and so, uh, you know, I was just making sure it wasn't going to be one of those things where he disappears in the back for seven and a half minutes before yeah. he comes out with my hot dog. Yeah. Uh, luckily, just... Yeah, no, no, we, we make them from scratch. It'll be out in one minute. They <laughs> <laughs> make the hot dog from scratch? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We so have anyway, a we have a cow back dog, here. You get your hot dog in a decent amount of time, and then we have to do the saddest ritual any adult human being can do, Ugh. which is picking up their packets of condiments. Just finding a table and going and spreading them on said to, hot dog to tear each of those packets of condiments. The most dehumanizing thing I've ever seen. What what year is this? What do we do? Why am I taking a, a a packet of relish that's about the size of my thumb and having to find the easily terrible spot, and then getting about I want to say seventeen percent of the contents of the packet? Have you ever teared a packet easily? Teared? Like when like when you have your relish packet, do you tear that in one fell swoop? It's a disaster every time. Why isn't that technology better? I feel like. I have to bite it every time. Uh, why is some, why is tearing technology not better? Sometimes it's this is why it's it's maniacal because sometimes it's great, then very easy you get it in one shot, no problem whatsoever. And then sometimes it's the worst thing you've ever done. I yeah. once I once uh, while biting a package of soy sauce, I tore no, my soy sauce feels ripped like apart my gum. Ones. I stabbed my gum with my thumb nail just so like you know, i was bleeding oh dear bleeding and then i filed a lawsuit against the soy sauce company 
Kikoman? There's only one. <laughs> no, I I uh, I should have sued them though. So anyway, so you're over there, just very depressingly. Yeah, the, the, the tears which, went by well. The, way, I, the tears I, went well. The issue to me with the packets is, you get. There's, There's no, no one has ever gotten more than half of the contents out of one of those packets. Yeah, exactly. Just awful. And you put – I'm not trying to call you out here. But to put ketchup, relish, and mustard on a hot dog is uh, – None of these things not, – not my first choice, but the, these were the condiments I was offered, and so I took all wait, three and rolled it. What? I mean, if, if I had a what wide other, range of like – No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. What do you mean? No, I'm saying if you were presented with those three. You'd take them all. No. Oh, yeah. Flavor no. blast. No, you just – no, you just – Guy Fieri would, uh, <laughs> would recommend all three. He'd, I'm Guy Fieri. We're, we're rolling out. Today, I'm at one of my favorite places, the landmark on Pico. <laughs> they do crazy shit here, bro. They got a vegan bratwurst. They got a medium popcorn now. <laughs> Do you want to put on a hot dog? Uh, well, okay. I, this is famously one of my most controversial opinions, but oh my God. I'm not I'm a sure ketchup guy. This, I'm sure I've heard this before. Not a ketchup guy. And yet you put it on. Yeah. In any scenario. It's not that I hate ketchup. I don't like ketchup, but there is... I've seen you devour ketchup. No, you haven't. With a fry? Uh, with a fry? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't have ketchup on fries at all. Would never. What? Yeah. Would never Wait, put... how have I never... I would never dip French fries in ketchup. Absolutely never. What do you mean? That's that. Wait, how have I never? I've probably had French fries with you seventy-five thousand times. <laughs> I've never dipped you... them in ketchup. Certainly how not. How have your I never? No. Look, wait. The wait. thing about ketchup is the following. My personal opinion about ketchup. I am. I am shocked. I don't hate ketchup, but I don't really like it. So in every single scenario, there's something that I would put on whatever it is I'm having above ketchup. Be it barbecue sauce, be it mustard, be it uh, uh, buffalo sauce. You know, what do be you it, dip your fry in? Blue cheese. I usually don't dip fries in anything. To dip ah. fries in ketchup is like, hey, here's this thing that tastes great. Dip it in this thing that tastes like shit. Okay, no, I, 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 I am not sure that I can continue. Dipping fries in ketchup, you should be put in prison. It's the only pleasure in life. No, it's one of the worst things about life. Oh yeah, dipping once you turn, fries in ketchup. Once oh, you turn seven concept. years old, if you turn seven years old and you're still dipping fries in ketchup, get the fuck out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mister Buffalo Sauce. Oh, Buffalo Sauce with fries, great. Barbecue sauce, great. Buffalo. Little. Well, you do maybe know, a garlic was, aioli, was, sure. Well, you know, I blue was, cheese. Yep. I was <laughs> blue cheese. Oh yeah. I was notorious in in, in college for uh, at our favorite bar in college. There was a uh, we would call it Dan Sauce. What's that? Well, you, it's just ketchup and mustard mixed together. But it, we would dip. I would dip my fries in that. And now that that's truly living. I like dipping just having fries plain with no sauce is better than dipping them in ketchup. That that is such an insane thing to say. No, it's not. What do you talk 
you get so much from the coolness of the ketchup. You've probably never had good ketchup. That's what it is. You've never had good ketchup. Yeah, no, never had good ketchup. Good, good ketchup is an oxymoron. No, there's there is acceptable ketchup and you're there's from, bad. You're from ketchup. a Hunt's family. <laughs> there's acceptable ketchup and there's bad ketchup. Wow. Now acceptable I, ketchup is wait, when no barbecue hold sauce on, is wait, offered, and sure, what, I'll put it on my hot dog. You know what That's I just fine. thought? Yeah. What? Why aren't French fries when we're thinking of a movie? Why aren't they? Yeah. Too hard to make. Hmm. Why a French fry is the wait? How am I just thinking of this? Why is a French fry not on every movie theater menu? I would get them every time. I feel like I've had it when it's like you can get like a chicken tenders and fries sort of thing. That's not the same. Right. No, I agree. But I'm I'm trying to come up with the, the scenario in which mo- I've had fries I, in a movie. And before. honestly, I don't even care if it's like a. We put these like. They were frozen. Like, I'm not looking for even... I mean, if you want to make them homemade, great. But, like, even like a, I don't know, frozen bag of... I don't know. Who makes french fries? Or, what is it? Or... or, or Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> but if they did. But, like, if you were to give me, like, a little... Like, a little... Uh, little pouch. Little pouch of french fries. Pouch of fries would be good. Five bucks. Every single person would buy that. I would never order that over popcorn. No, me either. I would get both. Did I have french fries on the top ten uh, movie theater snacks? No, because they're not. That's what I'm saying. How is that not more of a thing? Like, why are why are we serving burgers? Can why, I, we, why are we serving wings? I need to find that old list. What do they have on there? I didn't have snow caps. Number seven, water. Oh, God. You didn't have snow. Oh, my dad's going to be so thrilled. He gets another shattered on the podcast. <laughs> number, number seven, water. Seven, yeah, I hit I hit three top ten snacks on uh, this journey. Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, all right, yeah, en- enough enough about our snacks. We, we. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus, I know where you're going with this, and I it, go on. So the three forty five showing of Dune began, and. Well, let's just let's just get into our thoughts on Dune, uh, Daniel. What going into Dune? Sure. Let's uh, let everyone know your familiarity level with the uh, Dune uh, story franchise concept. What did you uh, like? How much did you know about it going in? None. So aside from basically watching this movie trailer and having a vague sense of sand and maybe some worms. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's basically where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, truly, I knew nothing. Now, Yet, coming out of Dune, <laughs> would you say you know any more than you did going in? I would say less. I, w- I, would, I would say I know less than none. Like, going in, I, I was very excited for this movie based on the pedigree of who was behind it, based on the pedigree of the cast, but... Based on the visuals in the trailer? Of course, yeah. Um, had Based never on Hans seen... Zimmer? Oh, well, we'll get to Hans. Had never seen the, the David Lynch uh, movie version. Had never read any of the books. And I think it all... It, it felt very much like Dune was maybe sort of, you know, not my culture. But I was... I was excited for the movie. And that's where I was going in. Okay, pop quiz. Oh, God. What year 
did Dune is Dune taking place in? They said it in a lower third at the beginning oh. at the beginning of the movie. What year was it? Oh man. I feel like the twenty one eighty six. Twenty one eighty six. No. So you think this is like hundred fifty years from now? It's not. No. It's the year ten thousand one ninety one. You could not have been more off. Wait, I was I legitimately thought it was in the future. <laughs> it is. Wait, what? Ten thousand. We're in the oh, year two thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. Ten. Oh, so this is like eight. Oh, we're in. That's as far as we've gotten. This is eight thousand years into the future, basically. And things are worse. I mean, it's well, it's, it gets well. pretty sandy. Bullock. <laughs> so wow, um, this is okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. We will. We will. Initially, avoid any spoilers as best we can, and maybe no, this whole why? conversation. No, no, we're not avoiding spoilers. I'm not entirely sure what we'd even what we'd even spoil. All right, yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna I spoil something. I can't here. spoil anything. So if you haven't seen Dune yet, why are uh, you listening? Yeah, go see it and then uh, check back. Yeah, if you're worried about spoilers, because we're gonna get into it here. Yeah. So let's let's just start with our kind of initial takeaway, having seen the movie. What did you think? Come, you're walking out of theater. The movie, the movie ends. The the, the credits are rolling. Mm-hmm. You you well, leave. We we never like leave. a maniac. No, that was during the second movie. Oh, well, okay, sorry. We never leave when the credits are rolling because we have to sit there like two fucking stooges until the credits are done. Yeah, we watch the credits. Yeah. Imagine going to a movie and not watching the credits. Yeah. Oh, I sure can. Uh, <laughs> here's so briefly, like I, like like. Hot take, or not even hot take, spit take? What is, what is the word? Uh, initial take, like, walk out, did you like it? Did you not like it? My initial thought was Dune was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Which is to say, I thought it was visually stunning. Yes. I thought the texts were incredible. The what? The texts. The te- so, if you're in the industry... Tech, the technicals. Oh, so not the texts. Oh, no. Have no, no. Like text I mean, messages. Okay, gotcha. The no, text, yeah, gotcha, no, the, gotcha. the text messages in Dune. <laughs> uh, the texts were great. Um, did I necessarily understand everything that was happening? No. Did I get a little tired at some point in the middle in this two and a half hour movie? Yeah. Did I ultimately enjoy myself and enjoy the experience of watching Dune? Yeah. And that was about it. Okay, you know, that that's that was the reaction I was looking for. Um I wrote down my initial thought, which was Dune fucking ruled. Oh wow, okay. I don't know if it was that good, but it ruled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? It was like, yes. I was just so happy to be to be watching a movie that's yeah, just like, I know. And we'll get to the the well, issues with you it. Can, you can almost stop there. Like I had this thought where it's like, I'm so happy to be watching a movie. Yes. Where it's like, there was just a, a very clear element of like across the board. 
Yeah. The best people in the world at their jobs yeah. in doing these things were yeah. involved. Yeah. And we, we got like a little bit of this in when we saw No Time to Die where it was like this felt like a big Hollywood movie. Okay. Well, speak for yourself. It was just that it felt like a big – Yes, of course. Production. Yeah. But There's this, a thrill in watching that. But this one takes that next step of like it's yes. a big production and it's like – With a vision. Yes. Yeah. There's – yeah. You're like yes. – you're in this world. 100%. The music is blaring. Hans Zimmer, <laughs> I, I don't listen. My boy Hans, I don't know what happened, but like, he just went to hell for this day. Like he killed. I loved the score for oh, this movie. Hans might be the MVP of. He of might be the whole thing. I the music in this is just sensational. And like I was thinking about this because we were debating for a while. Uh, we were we wanted to go see it in an IMAX. I was wondering if we were going to bring this up. Yeah. But, well, I think this is part of it because I can't imagine I would like the movie even, you know, half as much had I watched it at home on HBO Max or whatever. Oh. Like, this please. This demands just this, listen. epic speakers to really be blaring, Hans. We've said this before. And I'm even a little bit sad that we didn't see it in the IMAX. I know, Because there, were, there is a handful of moments in the movie where you're like, oh. This is awesome I right now, but this would go, be... I would actually go see it again. I know. I think I would, too. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I definitely would. I, I'm considering it. Okay. Well, well wasn't invited. Uh, we've said this before. If you were considering watching Dune at home, I need you to do something. And that's to go up to the top roof <laughs> of wherever you live and jump right off. <laughs> Boy. This, because no, th this podcast is not for you. And do not. Here's the thing: if you're scared to go see a movie in theaters, get it. That's fine. That doesn't give you license to watch it at home. Yeah, don't watch you it. You wait. There are plenty of movies to watch wait. at home. Just don't watch Dune at home. You can't watch Dune at home. You just can't. You're not. You're just not gonna like it. No. Like. Maybe you're a big well, enough nerd I mean, that you like get into the story. That's not which... even true. I, I I think that people could like it, but it's just it's it's you are robbing yourself of something. And it, like the sense that we, I think, what, you know, what we were just saying, like we felt like we were robbing ourselves of not seeing it in IMAX. That is tenfold by right. watching it on a computer screen. Exactly. You know. What if you just watched it on your phone? That I. Have you ever watched a movie on your phone? No. I've never watched anything on my phone other than like Ina Garten videos. <laughs> uh, okay. I would ne no. I would never watch anything on my phone. No, me neither. That is so like YouTube is is the as far as I'll go. Oh, sure. But even a movie trailer? Like what's like a highlight? I won't even watch like a movie trailer on my phone. I got I have to at least upgrade to the iPad. I've watched a trailer on my phone, but I will – but that's, like, in a pinch. If it's, like, a big trailer that I want to watch, and then I'll, you know, ultimately go watch it on a bigger screen at some point. <laughs> but no. Um, all right. Let's get through some – let's go through <clears throat> some of our main Dune takeaways I have and thoughts. one main takeaway. Um, I'm busting out my notes here for what I wrote down. Now, I wrote down these, these thoughts um, – we le we left the theater and we went down the street to uh hold on what was it called I wrote it down 
What was it? What's it called? It's called Deja Brew. De- oh, there it is. Deja Brew. Yes. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, we, we took a beat. And we were like, all right, before we forget about this and we go see the next movie, because we had about an, an hour buffer time before we saw the French Dispatch. Yeah. We're like, let's, let's jot down some thoughts. Uh, I mentioned Jesus earlier. A uh, lot of, like, uh, Messiah kind of, uh, I don't want to say imagery, but but storytelling here where... Have you read the Bible? Have I read it? Yeah. Parts. Interesting. Uh, I had a section in my ninth grade English class where we did the Bible as in literature because, you know, you're not allowed to actually... Well, that sounds fucked ...teach up. the Bible, but we would, we analyzed the stories in it the wa- Bible. It wasn't a Catholic school? No. The public. And you were analyzing the Bible? Yeah. Like the stories within the Bible and how they relate to kind of storytelling in general. It was actually kind of interesting to to learn. Feels rough. As one who had never experienced any of these stories, I was kind of. Who's your favorite character from the Bible? A big fan of. uh, To me, they're characters. Big fan of Jonas. Oh. He's got the whale, right? Yeah, he gets swallowed by the whale. I mean, not a Jonah. Fan. Jonah, yes, sorry. Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. Um, and who's the one who brings the walls of Jericho down? Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anyway, so we're sitting at Deja Brew, and I'm writing down some thoughts. Sure. A lot of Messiah uh, stuff. I was interested that that Timothy Chalamet, you know, in a story like this, is it, this movie's been compared to Star Wars a lot. Um the, the original Star Wars. Yeah. And it's interesting that really at no point is, you know, if, if you know anything about kind of the basics of Hollywood movie storytelling. Oh, okay. Why don't you teach us? The, there, there wasn't much of, um, at no point really was Timothy Chalamet the reluctant hero. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Where he's, he's. Not, not reluctant at all. Right. At no yeah. point does he, you know, usually the basic story is for, for these Hero stories are, you know, he, there's the call to action, and and the hero, you know, denies the call or whatever the phrasing is, and yeah, eventually sure. comes around and 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 does it. Timothy's on board from oh, he's ready to go from moment one, and yeah. he's like, you know, he's the son of a king or whatever, a duke, yeah, um, and he's kind of ready to take over. He's he's learning things. He's interested. Um, so it was that already that was like oh, this is a little bit of a pivot pivot from your kind of basic hero storytelling structure now while we're on the topic of timothy chalamet yes as somebody who is not well versed in the dune sphere why this is the oh this is (laughs) the most important question about the movie dune why is the main character of dune named Paul? Paul. <laughs> what? Is, th- is there a reason for that? Because every what time... What do you mean, is there a reason? It, well, I don't know. Maybe they explain it in the book. Every time it take it, it would just take me out of it every single time when they were like, the state of the world is in play. And to save the planet, we have to go talk to... And we're going to talk to the Furman. And what's we'll him in this language? And it all rests upon the shoulders of Paul. Hey, Paul, can you help us out over here? 
like Paul. Let me list off. All right, I'm gonna go down the line here and list some of the characters' names. Oh God! All right. So we have Duke Leto, Atreides, Duncan Idaho, Lady Lady Jessica Atreides. Are you aware of the Duncan Idaho uh, narrative? No. No, we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, Thuffir Hawat, Gurney Halak, Stilgar, <laughs> Dr. Liet Kynes, Dr. Wellington Yu, Beast Rabin Harkonnen, <laughs> Chani, the Reverend Mother, Jamis, and Paul. <laughs> what the hell? Hold on. I'm looking this up. Now, hold on. As we talk about Bible... Uh, yeah, we were we were talking about the Bible. Paul, I believe, is a prominent character in the Bible. Do you know anything about this? No, I've never never cracked the text. I'm googling Paul I Bible mean, I've heard real of Paul. quick. I've heard of Paul, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah, that's the One, Bible. One, two, three, Peter. Paul. Paul I, I assume three. this is what it is. By the way, here, so we have Paul the Apostle, commonly known as Saint Paul. Uh, the fact that you're going to give was a me Christian an, I, apostle who spread the teachings of Jesus in the first century world. So I'm guessing that's why he's named Paul. But let's see. Uh, hold on. I'm on Frank. Why is he named Paul in Dune? <laughs> I'm on Frank Herbert, the oh, author's that's Wikipedia not his page. Actual name. <gasps> Spoiler alert! Are you spoiling future movies? I don't know. God, I'm on the Dune wiki. This is hell <laughs> on earth. Wait. Well, what's what do you mean? What's Explain. Okay. I want to know the more about Dune, Paul. The Dune Wiki says that is his secret name, his troop name, that only Seach Tabor may <laughs> use. What the fuck? Hold on. This cannot be right. Trying to pronounce these names. Paul took this. Okay, this cannot be right. Paul took the name from the small mouse of the desert, and his choice pleased and impressed Stilgar. Which one's Stilgar? Why do, what do they call Paul in Dune? Paul, a.k.a. Muabdib Us. Oh, yeah, that's like the cho- That's like the phrase that means the chosen one or whatever. Right? Yeah. So or why, is that his actual name? I guess. Because everyone keeps going like, you're not Muabdib Ubul. Right. Or whatever. Wow, we're nailing this analysis. Why? Why? <laughs> Here's my problem, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm get, I'm getting into doing the doing wiki here. here. This is part of my problem with with well, this is one of the issues I had with Dune. Okay, Other well, than just Paul being Paul, a goofy name for me, Paul is number one. Yeah, Paul's gonna go ahead and be number one. All the names, all the planets. Just, I'm shocked that you're saying this. I I just wasn't on board with their names. Like I don't mind, but like. Like, think about Star Wars. Yeah. We have Darth Vader. We have the Empire. We have the Jedi. Oh, sure. Like, but like it's all the pretty plan- straightforward. Like, it's, these Star names Wars weren't... Star Wars is not straightforward. All the planets and all the... Sure. I, I know there's, like, a vast kind of scope, but if you're watching just the first Star Wars movie for the first time, like, it's not sure. hard to track characters' names. Like, how sure. many characters' names do you know? You know Paul, you know Duncan Idaho. Do you know, Can you name any other characters' names? Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, of course not. Of course not. But I was barely, you know, I'm barely holding on to the thread of what's happening in this movie. <laughs> I mean, what's Zendaya's name? Do we uh, know even? 
I don't know if we know, but I just saw it on IMDb when I was listening off the it's like Johnny. Sure. Raven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we, let's get into the Duncan Idaho of it all. Oh yeah. Well tell me tell me i I feel like I've seen a little bit of this, but I don't know what's okay. going on. So I I guess this is a spoiler for you. Duncan Idaho is an original character. He is not Ooh. in the book. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. The character, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Denny Villeneuve got asked about Duncan Idaho's name. So, Denny goes, personally. He's a big Tim Duncan fan. I did. <laughs> and he was in Boise at the time he was yeah. writing the script. I deeply love it. So he goes, talking about all this stuff about the book, blah, blah, blah. Duncan Idaho roots his name to Earth. So personally, I don't know what your position on it is, but I love it. I think it's the best. Oh, it's great. Duncan Idaho. Well, that this, this makes- is what you want them all to be named. You want them to be named, you know, Susie Kansas. This is perfect because... Uh, you know, the only no one offense, you remembered. No offense to Frank Herbert, but the the character that Denny made up for this movie is the only memorable name other than Paul. But Paul's only memorable because it's the dumbest thing ever. It's true. So good job, Denny Villeneuve. For, yeah, good job, for the Duncan Idaho. Well, and I think we can say good job, Denny Villeneuve, just in general, because this movie to me, I really enjoyed. I I, I did really enjoy it. It, it uh, you know, it, it lost me a bit. How do you feel about the nose breather apparatus? Loved it. Beautiful. Not a big fan of the nose things. What? Get, just Why? get those things out of your nose. Just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do have to say, I didn't know this movie was going to be so much about spices. <laughs> spice. All about spice, baby. Spices, spices, spices. Here's a question. What is... Spice. Yeah, is it not like? Is it not of the cinnamon variety? <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? They did explain. There was like a voiceover explaining it. It was like spice gets mined at in this planet, and it's the thing that makes like interstellar travel possible for some reason. But it also gets the, our main character high for some reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> No, good for spice. No, it's a big no. Spice, spice, spice is It's a big year for spice. And uh, who's your favorite Spice Girl? Uh, baby. Yeah, of course. What do you mean, of course? I mean, I, I could have told you that. Why? I don't know. It's pretty obvious. Is it? Yeah, you're a baby Spice guy. Well, I was gonna say posh, but I thought that was too obvious. Po- so, I, so I just went with the next one. You're not. No, you're not a posh guy. <laughs> I'm a posh guy. Oh God. What does that even mean? Posh is my favorite Spice Girls. Oh, yeah, okay. I like Sporty. Yeah. Nobody likes Sporty. No. <laughs> Sporty's probably my least favorite, but that's okay. Um. All right, let me run through some of my other Dune thoughts. Please. All right. Dune fucking rule. I already said that. Uh, <laughs> the massive scope, the score, the effects, the look. If I had not watched it in the theater, it wouldn't have been the same. Um, the nose things were weird. Lots of Messiah talk. Okay, let me get to the stuff I haven't already said. Oh, uh, here's something that was very relatable yeah. in the movie. Uh, having fantasy dreams about Zendaya. <laughs> Never related to anything more. Oh, boy. 
Like, when I go to bed every night, I, I have visions of Zendaya. That's enough. What? That's enough. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, you know, I thought it was relevant. I mean, it helped me connect to Paul as a character. <laughs> um, here's something that, that I, we knew going in, but I have heard some reactions from people uh, who didn't realize. But Dune is very clearly, I mean, they, they say it at the beginning, but it's a part one. Like, this yeah. movie is not a standalone, like... Well, and that's it, even when you compare it to something like Star Wars that kind of uh-huh. Star Wars could have been a one-off. Yeah, yeah. This movie the the story in no way has been told yet. It's very clearly like the beginning. Yeah. And even though a lot happens in it, the way the movie ends or like the way the story is told and the way it, it sort of ends and that th- th- this is what they're giving us, it kind of felt like absolutely nothing has happened yet. Kind of. It feels like a two and a half hour but setup. I will say, even though same- a lot of things do happen. Are we under attack? It sounds like it. Can you hear that? Yeah. Podcast the audience. audience. Oh. oh no, you can. You're right here. Well, I'm the only other person here. I'm you talking said, to the audience. Can you hear that? Talking to the audience. Well, then you. They're you the third like, character of the podcast. Please address them so I don't answer. Audience, could you just hear that helicopter? They can't respond. Well, yeah, that's why I thought it was weird that you were asking them a question. Um, on that note, though, I will say one thing that I appreciated not knowing anything going into this was that characters did die. Right. And so that it, in that sense, it felt a little unhinged and a little unpredictable. Like some. Right. Like, yeah. It I think I'm um, so used to these like uh, Marvel movies. Yes. Yeah, kind of. We're like the stakes seem so low because you're like, well. They're not going to die. Right. And so here, you really never quite knew, at least me, being sort of a novice Absolutely. to the entire thing. That's one of those things that I think worked really well for this is that it did feel like, you know, the characters that you got attached to got killed. I was never actually attached to any of these characters. Well, whatever. Main characters got killed. How about that? Sure. In Yeah, in a way that doesn't happen in these kind of... In the Disneyfication, Disneyfication of of popular movie sure. culture, I will say halfway through Dune, I did think to myself, "Is Dune winning Best Picture?" Ooh. The answer is obviously no. Right. But I will say, halfway through, I was really, really on board, and I think what happens with me. A lot of the time with this stuff is like once it sort of gets into the weeds, I feel a little lost and don't really know what's going on. Right. And, uh, but I think that this was like a incredible achievement, really, in so many different ways. I mean, for as we've said, the fact that a movie like this makes as much money as it does and has found a mainstream audience the way that it has. Uh, is cool, and it gives you hope for the future of cinema. Whether or not you, you know, are completely on board with the thing, right? It's just it's it's cool to see. You know, it's it's an undeniably like impressive achievement. Like to be able to watch something and truly <laughs> like not really know what's going on, but also just be so locked in. Yeah, just based on how well it's done. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the, that relates back to the last thing I wrote down here was 
do I want Denny Villeneuve to spend the next X amount of years <laughs> making the follow-ups here? Like, I, I really enjoyed this movie, but he's one of my favorite directors, and I kind of like that he does these sort of different projects. It's always that dilemma of, like, when there's a filmmaker that you love, yeah. do you want them, quote-unquote, stuck in some franchise for a certain number of years? Yeah, it's like, do I want Barry Jenkins making the next Lion King movie? No. Right. But, you know... Um, and, and, and I think I saw today that there was a quote from Denny being like, uh, yeah, and not only are we doing Dune 2, but I've got the idea for Dune 3 already. But, like, but oh, he's God. already complaining about Dune 2, where he's like, they're like locked into a release date already. And he's like, <laughs> well, it's not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, final thoughts about Dune. Oscar. So you, you mentioned, is it winning Best Picture? I think the question, it's certainly not winning Best Picture. No. Is it getting nominated for yes. Best Picture? Yes. You're confident? Yeah. I would say, yeah, for sure. I In a field of 10... This That's is, the thing. The field that we're, we're guaranteed a field of 10 the, this year. The, the biggest hurdle that this had to cross was being financially viable. Right. And it did. It's it's absolutely getting in. And I think I think the knee is getting nominated for a director. And it's going to... You think so? Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm not sure about that one. Oh, I mean, with only five directing spots. Yeah, I mean, no, he's yeah, uh, he's in for sure. I'm not convinced. Well, who's your five? I don't know. This is this is my this is more based on a vibe, not on a. No, he's he's def. Uh, I I would say he's definitely in. Okay. Um. So I think it's getting picture director. It's not getting anywhere acting wise, but a movie like this isn't supposed to, and it'll be nominated for. Certainly, you know, production design, text. visual effects, all that sort of Score, stuff. Score, hopefully. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's sound mixing, sound editing. You know, one day I'll pretend to know what those There's only are. one of those now. Oh, that's right, sound. Best sound. Yeah, I'll pretend to, I better get it. For it did have great sound. Oh, so, so much great sound. I will say, by the way, for, for as much as parts of it kind of meandered a little bit and I wasn't sure where we were going, I thought it ended on a really strong note. Like, the kind of culminating scene really worked for me. I will say the the culminating scenes I found to be the ugliest of the movie. Interesting. I didn't find them to be particularly, like, pretty. Okay. But, yeah. How do you feel about uh, giant sandworms? You know, take or leave. I mean, you know, they've done me wrong in the past. Also, Dune... We we we're gonna sound so stupid. What is Dune? I don't know. Like Sand Dune? It has to be so like. But like the planet isn't called. Can Dune. you imagine listening to this podcast and be like, <laughs> so where does Dune come from? Oh, all right. Well, that was part one of the double feature of this podcast. Part two <laughs> starts now. So Daniel and I walk out of the landmark theaters. We head down. To Deja Brew. Oh, God. The aptly named. Is it? No. Terrible name. It, Deja Brew is the worst name for a bar slash restaurant in the history of time. It's awful. And, uh, much like how their name is terrible, so is the place. <laughs> we get in there. We've been here before. It's never been good. Nope. Uh, there's always some sort of issue, be it you sit down and it's 40 minutes until a waiter comes over or whatever. This time we sit at the bar. We start looking at we start looking over what we want to have. You know, we're going to have a beer in between movies, maybe get some food. 
And the bartender's like, oh, just a heads up, our beer system is down. Yeah. Which, and I, I would re- if you have a place called Deja Brew and you are unable to serve any beer, just close. <laughs> and I would really like to zero in on the phrase beer system. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what the hell she, because she was talking about, frankly. Because unclear what the gal meant. Just pour me a beer. I think, and charge me a certain amount for it. I think what she meant to say was that they're like they couldn't get any beer out of the taps. Right. But it felt weird. But like why not? I don't know. <laughs> just you know, open them up. I don't know. Are there kegs in the back? Can we just tap the keg? Yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. And so then I proceeded to have two glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> at Deja Brew. I had a flatbread pizza. <laughs> and water? Yes, and some water. What a psycho. I don't recommend the flatbread at that Deja thing, Brew. That thing looked wretched. It could have been worse, but not much worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that thing was from Ralph's. I assume so, yes. Like, that was pulled out of a freeze like that. Like, yes, we'll make it from scratch. It'll be ready in one minute. Oh, I know. Yeah. The, ho- re- the hot dog I had was, in the theater was of a higher quality. It was ready to go. Although, yeah. did you did you get – did you <laughs> did you hear what the lady on the other end of the bar said to the bartender? No. Right before she left? She goes – like, she, she seemed kind of miserable. She's, like, there by herself. And right before she left, she sort of, like, taps the bar. And she goes, great margarita, by the way. Great margarita. Great margarita, by the way. Well, good to know. Yeah. Next time the beer system is down and we're at Deja Brew for Unbe- some ungodly Unbelie- reason, maybe I'll get a margarita. I'm going to have a Deja Brew when we go in there and the beer's not ready again. That's going to be my Deja <laughs> Brew. Anyway. So, so we wander back. We wander back in. Suddenly, there's things happening. It, there's, there's people gathering. This keeps happening as we come out of a movie where there, there's like a... There's that weird... Um, well, we do live in Los Angeles. There's that weird gathering room at the Landmark. I don't know. What, what, what would you call that? I don't even know. It, like, we... It's interesting. We've never been in there. Could we have gone in there? That place is open. Would we have been allowed in there? No. That place is open, though. Like, on most nights, you can go in there, like, for drinks, I think. We should do that next Is time. it a restaurant? It might be. We have to figure it out. Next time we're there, we have to go. It doesn't seem like they're serving food there. We'll find out. I think it's just like an event room. Mm, it w- pre-pandemic, it was like an actual spot. Okay, but huh. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. We'll have to try. Well, but there's a bunch of people. Like, oh god, <laughs> just briefly. There's like, <sighs> uh huh. I don't even want to say this because it, it's mean. But there's. N- <laughs> There's nothing worse than a movie premiere. I don't know where you're going here. But so this is what this was at the space. I assumed, yeah. A movie premiere for a very small student independent movie. Yeah. That nobody will see. Mhm. And then Everybody there is treating it like can. <laughs> the people with you know what I'm talking about the people with the flowers. Flowers. The people with the flowers. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? 
They were riding the escalator down with us. She was like in the movie. Oh, really? Oh, oh I missed yeah. this. Oh, yeah. I was mostly just looking around being like, Ugh. getting dressed up and having to wear a mask is just awful. It's, it's hell on earth. It just defeats the whole purpose of getting – if you were going to dress up and look nice, having to wear a mask to an event just I know ruins it. Well, we've only got what? A week left in L.A.? Of what? The indoor – the mask mandate, baby. Oh, it's being lifted? November 6th or something. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Oh, I was unaware. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? Now, do I know this is true? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I think so. So, but anyway, so we wander back set up. Set stage for you. It's it's now about seven thirty. We've got yeah. a seven thirty five showtime of. Uh, you know, actually, we were we were pretty early for this one. We were very early. It's like seven ten, and we've got a seven thirty five showing of the French Dispatch. So, we go back to our kiosks, <laughs> same kiosks again. Yeah. We order our tickets. We go back to the concession stand. Uh huh. I bought a $4 box of Reese's Pieces. God. Beautiful. Profound decision. Could not have loved that column more. And you gave me some during the movie. Wow. What (laughs) a friend. I mean. I just finished them today. What? I didn't eat the whole box of the movie, so I had some left over. That is not a lifestyle that I can understand. (laughs) To not finish a snack is absurd to me. You took that little box back. There's more in that box than you think. It was worth the $4. Oh, I mean, I said this to you. Best deal in L.A. It really, the it Reese's Pieces be. of the Lambert Compico? $4? $4? For a, a candy? L- a pretty large box. In L.A.? <laughs> Good size box. How many, Wait, how much is your bottle of water? At least three, I think. Oh, at least. Wow. Three fifty, maybe? The Reese's Pieces is one of the best inventions in the history of humanity. Most underrated candy? I think it might be. Uh, I don't know if it's underrated. I think it is. Really? People people say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, which, of course, people will go M&M's, but Reese's Pieces kind of slipped through oh. the cracks in the kind of... If you look at M&M, if you look at M&M ahead of a Reese's Pieces, okay, go ahead and check yourself into the mental institution, okay? <laughs> to the what? The ment- <laughs> I just say mental institution. Would I? Do? Um, maybe I should go. The mental institution. An M and M. I appreciate like a peanut M M&M. and M. Did you order anything in the second round? Oh, you got beer. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to bring this. Speaking of, oh, so the Reese's Pieces best deal in L.A. The beer you got, one of the worst. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I've had a couple of glasses of wine. Again, I'm because good. you couldn't get a beer at Deja Brew for... Exactly. No, <laughs> truly. Couldn't get a beer. I wanted a beer so bad after my popcorn. Couldn't get it at Boy. the bar. So I'm back. Yeah. Uh, so I want a beer so bad. I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead. So I, I go ahead and say, hey, I'll, I'll get a Stone IPA. So it comes like a tall boy, like, can. Right? I'm thinking this is... This can't be more... Even my naive, I've lived in LA for a decade. This can't be more than ten dollars. Thirteen dollars, sir. Almost the same amount what? as it was to see both movies. Unbelievable. Do you know what I want to say though? So I get this beer. I support it. I do it again. 
there, oh, okay. there's something because I'm not. We've talked about this in the podcast. I'm not much of a, despite being essentially an alcoholic. I am not <laughs> essentially. I, some work there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love to drink during a movie. Okay, you're right, right, right. Because I have to go to the little boys' room. Okay. Um, and also, I don't know. I don't want to get drunk during a movie. That's not what I, this I don't is, know. I didn't. I didn't drink in between the movies. Because I would have fallen asleep during the second one. That's never been a problem for me. But I just, I don't want to be... Falling asleep? Oh, no. Booze wakes me up. Okay. But I don't want to be drunk in a movie because I want to... Ex- like, it's interesting. It's specific. For a movie that I'm excited to see, I don't want to be inebriated. Yes. Because I want to watch sense. it. If I'm going to see, like, I don't know, something stupid. Venom. Sure. Yeah, truly. Like a Marvel movie, like, yeah, I'll have a drink, whatever. Gotcha. I don't love it because it. I don't want to be drunk in a movie and I don't I have to go to the bathroom. But I, I, I don't know. It was a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a beer. It was fun. I have to say it was fun. But uh, and also didn't have to go to the bathroom. I did run to the bathroom once the movie was over. Um but let let's uh let's discuss the French Dispatch. You missed the credits. I I'm sure I missed nothing. It's a good little credit sequence. Oh God. Stylized. Oh I'm sure. Oh I'm sure. I'm sure there's a little animated boy running around. Tee <laughs> 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 So part two of our double feature uh was. You want to discuss where we sat? Oh right. So we, you know, it's French Dispatch. It was only playing around, I believe, 700 theaters in its opening weekend. Yeah. Um, and as we said before, really high per theater average. Oh, yeah. So as we're at our assigned kiosks choosing our seats, it wasn't uh, – this was the most full theater we've sat in since the pandemic ended. It felt weird. Like COVID scary weird? No. Okay. Uh, well, wait, what do you mean it was weird then? Well, for two reasons. One, it did uh, – COVID, I mean, yeah. But, like, I, th- I feel like in L.A., like, especially, like, a Wes Anderson movie, maybe I'm being presumptuous, but, like, I'm assuming we're all vaccinated. Uh, the Wes Anderson audience yeah. probably correlates pretty highly with yeah. vaccination rates. I, I, I wasn't I, – I felt safe. But it did feel a little bit weird being, like, in a crowd like that. But, again uh, – or not again. Yeah, particularly what we've been seeing these movies oftentimes in the afternoon on a weekday. So we haven't had, like, many of the crowd, no. you know, people reacting to the movie. You know, like we've said many times, there's, like, ten people in the movie but usually. This, right. So so my, my second point will lead us into the movie. And I, I'm interested if you felt this way as well. I did not get the sense that the crowd liked the movie. Hmm. There was that feeling like an awkward feeling of being in a big crowd and nobody was really laughing it was that interesting thing where there were like a few people laughing to the point where you could like hear individual laughs cool and hey guess who was one of the those people for the first 45 minutes oh we know we know tilda swinton is going off and let's you're go tackling like an idiot you're by not, yourself you, <laughs> I, you know what i was yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, go on. <laughs> so here we go. The fresh, French Dispatch. The what now? The Fresh Dispatch. The Fresh Dispatch of Bel Air. Wes Anderson's new movie, obviously. This is one that's been pushed back a few times. Yeah. You know, it was supposed to come out last year, et cetera, et cetera. It's finally out. Here we are. New West movie. Boom. Thoughts. Initial gut reaction to the French Dispatch. Well, to state it plainly, I mean, I, I'm i a Wes Anderson fan, right? Me so too. I I go see every one of his movies opening weekend. Yep. Uh Except this one you saw on a Tuesday after the weekend. I was, uh, but I will say, like, my, my excitement for this one was, a, I don't know, maybe a bit more muted than usual. Okay. Maybe just because of, like, I don't know, reviews have been out there for a while, and I think most people were, so that's yeah, fine, but it's sort of like maybe lower tier Wes Anderson, whatever. Uh, but I was still excited. Um... I really enjoyed the first 45 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. So this movie essentially breaks down into like, what are we going to call it? Like four vignettes? Basically. Basically. Yeah. Um, really, there's, there's three and they're kind of bookended by the right. wider storytelling device of this newspaper. Right. And so the first one which well the first sort of like post Bill Murray is the head of this newspaper vignette starring Adrian Brody uh Benicio del Toro Leah Sado uh and my girl Tilda Swinton oh, I right. thought was great great performances I think it, this was my favorite of the kind of three stories within the story as well. It's stylish, but it's not annoying. It's it's so like a Wes Anderson movie is so meticulous that it's it's impossible not to admire. Like it is it is a style. He obviously knows what he's doing. It is a pleasure to watch, right? It's one of those things I was thinking about this actually because having already sat through a very long movie and you know, I had, I worked all day before this. Oh, I'm pretty tired going into movie number two here, and like the, it feels like your brain is like kind of working overtime during a Wes Anderson movie to just notice everything because uh-huh. there's so many details. Like every shot is like filled with all these yeah. specific. De- you know, you're trying to read. 18 different book titles that uh-huh. are set up in the shot behind the person, and it kind of almost becomes. It, you know, frankly, it probably wasn't the ideal way to to watch this as the the second half of a double header. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is an interesting point. Like his movies do take the, you have to sort of like be heady for them, right? Um, and so I was on board. So then we get to vignette number two, which will bring about sort of a, another talking point for us. So this is not only a, a double feature just in general, it's a Timothy Chalamet double feature. Right. Where we have Timothy Chalamet here, uh, the star of Dune, who plays the titular Paul. <laughs> not titular, but... Uh, I'll call him titular Paul. Uh, Can you name his character in the French Dispatch? Well, here's the thing. Not even close. So 
This is where the answer uh, is. He's probably Paul again. Zeffirelli. Okay, so his character in in the French Dispatch is way more. Zeffirelli should be his character in Dune. Yeah, he should have been called Paul in in the French Dispatch. Yeah. So like, here my attention begins to wane a little bit. Mm-hmm. As and it's weird, like. So this is not just Timothy, it's it's Francis McDormand uh, and a host of other people, but the two of them are sort of the co-leads of this next vignette. And it's... I liked the girl. I thought she was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you did. Lena... Dunham. <laughs> Lena... Cowdery? Coudry? Sure. She's fine. Yeah, no, she was good. I, what, uh, yeah. So what happens with this is like, we get into the second story, and immediately I'm like, okay, so like what? Okay, so okay, it's a whole new universe. What story are we telling here? Uh, and it was fine. I just like Timothy Chalamet and Francis McDormand on screen together. Should have been more fun, and. I don't know. We're in this like revolution story and it's, it's okay. It's, it's all right. But again, it's very stylized uh, and it's not quite holding my attention. And I think because of the fact that like to tell a story like this, that is broken up into segments, there's just not enough time to tell the story to like get to know these people. And it's all like very fractured Yes, fracture is a good way to put it. I'm not sure like what the stories kind of had to do with each other. Like they're all well, nothing. They were all entertaining on their own, and I, you know, we're getting into these. You know, the the the, the narrative device was basically like, you know, each of these vignettes is a story that one journalist told for this newspaper. Sure. But yeah. they don't really have anything to do with each other. No. They're completely separate. So you kind of are, are just, you know, blank slate going into each one. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're all enter- they were all entertaining in their own ways, but various de- varying degrees of yeah. success. I think. Yeah. Um, I think like you, I like the first one best. Uh, I personally like the third vignette, which featured um, Jeffrey Wright and um, Lee Schreiber and. You know, eight million of the, every every actor in the yeah, world is I, in this movie. So yeah, I know. Um, that was probably my second favorite, and this, the the Chalamet, Francis McDormand one came in came in third place for me. But not a massive difference between the three. But I do think the first one is is definitely the most effective. The third, I, the third one just didn't land for me at all. And again, maybe that's by virtue of the fact that we did see like two movies in a row, and I was tired. But I, don't, I just I don't know. I liked um, I like Jeffrey Wright's voice a lot, and yeah. he voiced you, over. You mentioned this. I he's got a great voice. I Leif Schreiber does as well, obviously, and and part of this third vignette is is them kind of. Uh, Liv Schreiber is playing like a talk show host interviewing Jeffrey Wright. Who's that now relaying back this this story that yeah. he's featured in? Um, my least favorite part of the whole movie actually was in in the third vignette here, um, 
when it switched into the animated chase oh scene. I just kind of hated that. I don't even know if I hated it, but it was it felt unnecessary. And I think like it didn't I, fit to me. Like there's there are right. scenes in some of these Wes Anderson movies where he uh where he changes the style of it a little bit. Sure. But this one felt just felt Frankly, it felt like they wanted to do this chase sequence, and they were like, you know how we could not have to shoot this if we could just animate it? You know, uh, a a common criticism of, like, Wes is it's, like, style over substance. Right. Right. And I I fell into that for much of, of this, and certainly the Jeffrey Wright stuff. Like, it... It didn't land for me. It felt a little sort of like kitschy and stylish and, you know, ultimately just not – it just – it didn't come together. And it doesn't really try to, I guess. Like the narrative arc of the movie is not really not really there. And I don't know. Ultimately, I think it's it, it's a fine movie, but it, it's, it's – it, uh- like, certainly not on my like top tier of of Wes Anderson. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Um, cause like you said, style over substance, I think is, you know, with all Wes Anderson movies, the style is going to be there. Sure. And the best ones, you know, we have these great stories being told, you know, within this as well. Like Royal Ten Bombs and the Grand Budapest Hotel are two of my like favorite movies ever made, and it's because they're really just they land in yeah on both cylinders there. Um, this one I think is delightful to watch and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I just don't think it's a great movie. Like yeah. I feel like we're, I feel like we're coming across a little harsher towards it than, than I ultimately feel about it. I don't think it's a great I movie. I don't even know if I, I mean for you maybe, but like, well, yeah, that, I guess that's what I'm saying. But I, I think but you said we, I said, we're coming across harsher about it than I feel oh, I about it. I didn't I didn't hear that part. Well maybe I didn't say that. But that's what I meant. Um we are two different people. Yeah. But we are putting out one podcast and the <laughs> the vibe of the conversation about this movie is a little more negative than I'd like it to land. I think the French sure. Dispatch is a perfectly fine movie, perfectly entertaining. If you like Wes Anderson you'll probably like enjoy it. But enough. I I struggle to see more more than a kind of small percentage of people truly loving it. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Is the French Dispatch getting nominated for Best Picture? No. Okay. The French Dispatch reminds me a little bit of what was the Coen Brothers movie? That came out on Netflix a few years ago, and they did it as different. There's like Ballad five different. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. There we go. A little bit of his version of that, where it's like a little yeah. bit lower tier for the director. Still entertain. Still well done, obviously. Sure. Questionable through lines <laughs> throughout. Yeah. You know, splitting it up into kind of chapters in that same sort of sense. Yeah. Um. I do want to say though the I mentioned briefly. 
I think the like Adrian Brody, I think is so good. He was great, yeah. Like really, really I think that whole guy I think Benicio is great in that yeah. in that sequence as well. Yeah. And Tilda. I mean Tilda's like a, a very she's, very specifically me performance. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a great way to where play, she's yeah. like she's like this like I don't know. She's like this campy like it, she's great. And but yeah. Lea do I think was was good. Well, she's yeah, yeah. She's she's very naked. I mean, that, that's one she thing is very that, naked. That's one thing we can say. I mean, she's very naked in this movie. For yeah. anyone who you know watched No Time to Die, I was like, man, I wish I could see her naked. Well, here you go. Go see the French Dispatch. Time to die. Oh god, just what we needed. More Daniel singing Bond themes. Okay, so French Dispatch not going to get a Best Picture nomination. Anything no, else? I'm not so sure about that. Oh really? You think it's in the running? Oh, I mean, it's certainly in the running. I find it unlikely it's going to crack the field. Uh, yeah, I think it's I, I think it's a fringe. Now, could it get like production design or costume design or something like? like I, I well, think it's going to be screenplay. Screenplay. It's going to be fighting in the in those categories. I think it'll get. Feels like a two to three nominations. Okay. Here, be interesting. I don't think any of the performances. No. We're going to crack the acting no. categories. No, 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 not at all. Oh, we need to have the debate. What debate? The debate we will have after the break. <laughs> and we're back. I'm back from the bathroom. Welcome back. Thank you. We need to get into it. Yes. Get into what? So, the through line here from the two movies we saw is the one, the only, Timothy Chalamet. Let's talk Timmy. Timmy talk. That's what this segment is called. (laughs) Yeah. We should do Timmy talk every week, honestly. Just what he's up to. Uh... Here's the question. Go. Hit is, me with it. Is Timothy Chalamet a good actor? Now, why are you questioning this? Because I think gener- it is. Uh, we have a generally accepted, yes, of course. But let's hear your hesitation here, in crowning this. Okay. I think his performance in Call Me By Your Name, a movie that is, you know, cursed at this point, uh is fantastic. Agreed. I, I, I stand by it. I think he's incredible in that movie. So since, I just don't know. It feels a little odd that he is just in everything. And it's working with every sort of big-time director. He's kind of been anointed the new young sure. star in a similar way of, like, 90s Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Here's what I will say about his Dune performance. Do I think that he gives a great performance in Dune? No. Do I think that he is perfect in Dune? Yes. Perfect. He's per- well. 
He, he certainly perfectly, works. He is the, it works. He, he's perfectly cast. As Paul? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if I, when I think of Paul, <laughs> I think of Timothy Chalamet. I think of Walker. And we can't go back, you know. It. He is... I don't know who else could have done it. Which is a sort of interesting Timothy Chalamet problem. Because he is such a striking figure on camera. Yes. He just he just is. He looks like nobody else. You know who I would have made the lead of Dune? Who? Zendaya. <laughs> well, maybe part two. Okay? Paulina. All right. <laughs> maybe she can be off finding Listen, him Paul. with the Fremen. With the Freemen? Furman. Fremen. Fremen? It was it's just free men and they somehow it's been shortened. With the free men. Oh, I assume that's kinda of where what they're I doing, see. right? Oh, listen, I, eight uncles are in my head. Uh <laughs> he I'm pro Timmy. It's interesting. I am too, and I don't know why, other than the fact that I think he's been good a couple of times. I think he's uh, but, quite good in little women. I totally agree. We're just going to bring it up. But Ladybird. Mm, he's good in Ladybird. I mean, Ladybird a movie I absolutely love. I think he's excellent. Let's fire it up. I don't he's buy just playing a non-likable character. Yeah, it's, it, uh, he's he's just interesting. And then you know, we get to the French Dispatch. Is he good? I don't know. He's okay. He's all right. Yeah. I think I he's pretty good, actually. I I'm know. Thinking back. I like him more his... in, in Dispatch than I do Dune, but I think he's better cast in Dune than I do Dispatch. Okay. Like, who else could have played his role in Dune? Truly. Well, who are he's his... He's supposed to be this, like... Man who looks like a boy, right? They always call him a, a little boy. Right. And he looks like a little boy. And okay. don't even open your mouth about that. <laughs> he but Jacob <laughs> Tremblay. <laughs> you, if you don't think I thought that during the movie, and if you don't think I wanted to look up how old Jacob Tremblay is. I have some bad news. Not very is the answer. Um. Yeah, who are the kind of? That this is the question. Timothy's right? what twenty five ish. He cannot be twenty five. He was born in December ninety five. Oh, cheers! He's, he's literally 25. even older. <laughs> he's twenty five, about to turn twenty six. Oh, happy B day, Timmy! I mean, on December twenty seventh, so not that close. Uh, but December's who... not close. Not in terms of, like, birthdays. Next week is November. We're in October. His birthday is at the end of December. That's not close. Oh, sure it is. 25-year-old actors. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a me Google search. (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to see, like, so Tom Holland is 25. Could Tom Holland have... Uh, That doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Uh, Who are these other people? Who are these other people? 
I guess the answer is there aren't many. Uh, but isn't oh, 22 best actors in their 20s. Hollywood's best young actors. Oh, God. Thanks, Complex. Let's see what you got. Uh, Zendaya. Uh, she's already in the movie. She doesn't count. Timothy Chalamet. Doesn't count. Uh, Florence Pugh is, probably should not have played Paul. Tom <laughs> Holland, not a good Paul choice. Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay. Well, you're reading a bad article. Jarell Jerome. Could he have been Paul? Sure. Actually, yeah. Uh, who's Victoria Pedretti? She's on You. Uh, on Netflix, a show I've never watched. Lucas Hedges, he's not a Paul. He's, he's that's not he's, that. Uh, it's not a Paul. Sorry, Lucas. He could actually fit in the world of this movie pretty well, but certainly not as Paul. He would have to be like. He could have been like Paul's buddy or like cousin <laughs> or something. Who's like he could have been Paul's buddy. Who's maybe a little fucked up or something. Sure. Uh. Any of the others? Maybe this just speaks to the fact that we have not cultivated a young group of actors. I feel like we're living in a truth of like young female actors. One hundred percent. But like, who else is there in terms of men? Uh, I just scroll through the rest and of this list, it. and nothing else really jumps out. Oh, and that's so sad. Hey, let's make more movie about women. Wouldn't that be great? Well, that's why I said Zendaya should have been the lead. Sure. All right. Any more thoughts on Timmy? Uh, no. I like. He's in that. Um, he's in the. Um, the don't look up. Is that what it's called? He is he. I don't even know. He's Every, in that. Yeah. He's in like. I'm sure he's in one scene in that. Everybody's. But in he's that. gonna be like, provided he doesn't get caught up, taking all of his time doing eight million Dune movies. I mean, he's gonna be for the next five years. Oh yeah. Well, he's playing Bob Dylan, right? I believe that's correct. I mean, he's going to be the number one draft pick for any movie that needs a young male yeah. lead. He's your number one pick in the same right. way. Right, and I guess, I guess my question is, is that... Uh, man, it's interesting. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. I think it's pretty apt comparison. I just, do, can I see a Timothy Chalamet career that mirrors Leo? I I, that, I, I actually, guess that's what I hope. I can, I guess. I hope that he follows that Leo. Like, I guess what I'm saying is I think, and I, I could be wrong, but it feels like he is buying into his own hype a little bit more than Leo did. In terms of... It just rolls. No, because I don't know no. if anyone's ever bought into. No, the no, no. I mean, Leo famously went around with a group of friends who called themselves the Pussy Posse. <laughs> well, maybe so the... he kind of bought into the hype. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I guess. I guess you're right. But like, in terms of like, who's uh, Timothy Chalamet's David Blaine and Tobey Maguire that he's going around <laughs> trying to pick up women with? Uh. I don't know. He got. He, I don't know. It's like, uh, I mean, could it be? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he seems to be pretty good buddies with Zendaya. Well, I know. But then Zendaya, 
dating the formerly associated Tim, Tom Holland. Exactly. Oh, God. That's a threesome I'd like to see. Whew. Mamma mia. <laughs> All right. It is time for everyone's favorite part of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get excited. Everyone's favorite part of the week. Do we need a jingle week? for this? Uh, do, here we do, go. Do, do, it's the hastily. Hold on, let me yeah, read that. Yeah, start. Yeah. Do, do, no, do it's good. the hastily prepared top ten no, of the week. Do a, do a clean one. Do, 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 it's the hastily prepared top ten of the week. <laughs> this week's hastily prepared top ten of the week. <laughs> oh, Interestingly, we've we've hit on a couple of these notes already, but. Oh. Oh, yeah, we actually didn't tell. This, this is a perfect excuse to tell the story when it comes up on the list. But the worst people at a movie theater oh, ladies and gentlemen the my top God. 10 worst people at movie theaters the fact that we didn't talk about i know them. well this is our excuse to talk about it number 10 people who leave before the credits are over <laughs> <laughs> look okay. you go to the movie you've already committed probably two-ish hours you can spend an extra four minutes watching the credits what are you watching? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually Credits generally my, are, uh, you know, a list of names. I'm, I'm, I'm tipping my I cap to... I admire what you're doing. I really do. But, like, what are you gaining from that? Realistically, you know, sure, I like just, you know, I like the credits in general. But really, when I finish You a movie, like the credits in general. <laughs> I like list what of names. What does that mean? I like list of names set to music. But really what I'm doing is sitting with the movie before I rush out, you know, sure, and restart sure. the world and my life and whatever's going on. I like to just sit with it for a beat, you know? Before I restart my life and whatever <laughs> else is going on. I just like – I experience yeah, this sure. movie, you know. In the theater, it's, it's, it's an experience and I like to just sure. let it kind of wash over me okay. during the credits. Okay. All right. So yeah. number 10, worst people you, in the movie theater, people who leave uh, before the credits. Number nine. Loud snack crunchers. Don't even get me started. <laughs> when you're eating your food in the movie, there's a there's an awareness that you have to have. If you're watching, for instance, a quieter place, yeah, and you're chomping on popcorn, you got to pick and choose your spots. There's nothing more bewildering to me <laughs> than somebody like. If if I'm in a movie, and we're in like a quiet point of the of the film, and somebody chooses that point to open up their bag, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Or who, slurping on the end of their soda, like who raised you? Exactly. It is it is it's unbelievable. So number nine, snack overly loud snack crunchers at inopportune times. Number eight, uh, concession stand. Hem hars. Oh my god. We're in line. This is the only this is the Let's only go, top baby. ten we, list that I'm gonna be on board for. We gotta move this along. We're trying yes. to get to our movie on time. I'm trying to watch the trailers before the movie come on. No way you're getting. It's yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the menus change. I understand that. Wow, yeah. But of all weeks. You got you mate, you got you can ask one quick question, but you can't be like, Now how's your soft pretzel here? Hundred percent. I don't want to hear any of that. Have a have a great have a plan A 
And if they're like, oh, well, actually, we're out of or or that hot dog's actually going to take about six minutes. Is that yeah. OK? No. Bail. Have your plan B ready yeah. to go. Concession stand. Hem hars. Keep the line moving, people. Wow. Uh, number seven, worst people in the movie. Uh, people who go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie. OK. No, never mind. <laughs> Look, this is the worst list. I will say you can make it through the movie. Okay, you don't have bladder problems. Just I, make it through the movie. No. I, the amount I would rather be writhing in pain than leave the movie it's in the middle not, of the movie you, to go to the bathroom. No, you don't get it. It's not about it's it's about it comes down to am I going to pee my pants? That I mean that is what it is. I'd rather pee my pants. No, you wouldn't. It really comes down to, am I going to pee my pants or am I going to see... You well, know? here's the thing. If you know this is an issue for you, you got to plan ahead. No. That's... Well... Don't drink anything before the movie. You really got... What? Shh. You're just going to sure. get up in the middle of the movie and miss it? It's a problem. That's Whatever. number seven. Number six. People who don't take their trash out at the end of the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your, po- your popcorn you've been eating... You can throw it away. There are trash barrels that you're literally going to walk past. But for some reason, there's a culture of just, I'll just leave it on the ground. Uh-huh. Why? Just carry it out. Carry in, carry out. That's, yeah. what, I, that's what I say. Uh, number five, people who are late. Now, oh. I am famously late to nearly everything in my life. Are you? The one exception, if you're coming into the movie after the actual movie has started. Please. I'm going to fire you into the sun. <laughs> that, I mean, how do you not feel like, especially, and, and okay. Uh, okay. If you buy your tickets in advance and you're in the middle of the row, if you're showing up to the theater late and you haven't bought your tickets yet, you got to sit on the sides. You can't be climbing over oh, people no. if the movie has already but started. Even, even if you're in a theater where there's nobody there and you're coming in and the movie's already started. In my heart, I'm like, well, maybe they've already seen it. <laughs> but, like, the truly, the entire time, if somebody comes in, like, ten minutes late to a movie, the entire time, I am thinking, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> they, miss, they missed the start. And you're so distracted by them that you don't know what's going on in the movie. Oh, That's... oh I don't know what's happening in most <laughs> movies. But All right, number four, worst people in your movie theater. Uh, the over-laughhers. Particularly when uh, you're the only person in the theater <laughs> laughing at specific jokes. I think I know who you're referring to. <laughs> there were there were actually this this is always funny in a movie like a Wes Anderson movie because yeah. it it kind of tickles different different parts tickle different people in different ways. Yeah, what a weird sentence that was. But like there was tickle okay. There was a woman cackling, but it was basically the only one laughing for. You know, it's a stretch earlier in the movie. And then, as we mentioned before, you were basically the only one laughing at a part later. And <laughs> there were, like, four different examples of this. Just just yeah. awful. You know, laugh to yourself. If no, if the whole group isn't laughing, laugh to yourself. Oh, if I'm laughing out loud, you that means it's funny. Okay, <laughs> If I'm laughing out loud, that means that's going to be comedic gold. All right, number three and number two are connected on this list. Number three, people who talk through throughout the movie. Okay, of course. Okay. Now, this is... A lot, oftentimes people think this should be number one on the list, but if you're talking in the movie, first of all, shut up. Talking is for home. It's not the end of the world, depending on the movie. 
you know, we mentioned last week we were talking about Barbara and her friends. Of course. Delightful. I don't. I didn't mind that they talked in the movie. Uh, but talkers, people who were talking in the movie at a volume, anything other than like maybe whispering a question. Wait, to so the what's combined with this? Well, number two worst people in the movie theater, the Shushers. <laughs> the, one of the only things worse well, than the people talking in the movie are those who try to shush them. Well, see, this plays into what what will be your number one. And number one, you know, with a bullet by light years, the goat of worst people in the movie theater, people who check their phone multiple times during the movie. I cannot believe the audacity of people. <laughs> so we are in our 345 screening of Dune. Yes. These people waddle in. Late, by the way. Late, of course. Well, they're already yeah. number five. On Multiple the offenses. They, they probably took forever the concessions in. They probably <laughs> checked off multiple. So they waddle in. They sit in front of us. Immediately pull out their phones. And were they both doing it? My, my, yes! My line you didn't of know I that? was sitting directly behind one of them, so oh, I, I only they... saw the phone of the person... Uh, to the right of me because oh. the, the angle that I had. Oh, they were both doing different things. So the girl on the right was primarily texting. The girl on the left, the one that was in my eyes, yeah. Instagram. Oh, God. She was going on Instagram every five minutes and, like, scrolling, scrolling. Scrolling. In my eye. And, again, it's like they were – their uh, brightness was low. And, yes, and, that, and was, that was the God reason. God bless them. That was the reason this this didn't uh, raise itself you, to DEFCON 1. Right. The so, brightness was very low. It was distracting, but not... Can I say something, though? When I saw that girl walk in, and this, this might be controversial. Uh-oh. You cannot... No. You cannot trust a woman in a baseball hat. You can't. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going. If you... If you see a woman in a baseball you hat, heard it here first. Women no, don't I, like baseball. No, 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 no. You know <laughs> what I mean. There is a specific type. If you oh, see man. a woman coming in in a baseball hat, it's trouble. I and would like to apologize to all our women listeners who wear baseball hats. They don't wear your hats. It's fine. No, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> If you're coming into a 345 movie and you're wearing a baseball hat, look. And listen, I was I wearing one? Yeah, because my, it was backwards. <laughs> I understand that we, just as trouble, a society, just you just have no, you're like, oh. such a horrible time with attention spans and always want to be on our phones. When but I watch a movie we at have home, the, I'm the worst. When I watch a movie at home, yes, I'm pulling out my phone. If it's a movie I really want to see, I make a, a, a genuine effort to put it away and try to not check it during the movie. I know. But in the theater, it's just – You don't – To not think that it's, like, affecting the other people. Exactly. Who it's raised so you? so insane. We're back to who raised you. It's so insane. And like, if uh, – No, I have checked, like, a text message during a movie before or whatever. Oh. Of course but I like, have. I'm making sure my brightness is all the way down. I'm like covering oh, it by phone oh, with 90% oh, with my, my hand. Oh my I'm like, God, of course. I'm basically putting it in my shirt and putting my head in my shirt to look at it. Just yeah. like, all right, I need to see what this is. And then. Anyway. Oh, these, these girls were like. Just scrolling. Fancy free. 
Fancy. And their brightness was down. Footloose and fancy free. Footloose. They were Kevin Bacon. Oh, but the worst part. Your girl, the one on the right. My girl. You see? Well, do you see she's doing at the end? Not staying for the credits. That's taking pictures of the screen. I did see that. Yes. I honestly kind of respected that move at the end. See, do you know what I thought at she that point? She got a real she she picked the right moment. But it was you, a nice big shot of Timothy. But I think I, she actually hit it late though. What I found interesting <laughs> about she those two. What I found interesting is that when they weren't on their phones, they seemed dialed in. Well, so my thought was one that, of the most insane. Th- I mean, look. Besides oh, scrolling on a oh, phone, yeah. This this girl was sitting up in her. In her so she's texting, seat. texting, texting, texting. And then when she puts her phone away. Sitting all the way up. Like, movie theater seats, you lean back, you sit back, you're looking up at the screen. She was like, 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 at a 45-degree angle, tilting forward. Do you it know? insane. I've never seen it before in my entire life. Do you know what my thought was? She, she should be arrested well, on the course. way out of the theater. But my thought was, they had seen it already. There's no way. There's no way. My no thought chance was they were seeing that for the second time. It would explain a lot, though. It would, but I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they were writing notes. Maybe, maybe they have a podcast. <laughs> they were the taking popcorn notes. Girls. <laughs> they were taking. It. All right, uh, let's recap the top ten. Okay, of course. Yeah, sorry. Uh, number worst top ten worst uh, people in your movie theater. Number ten, the people who leave before the credits are over. Number nine, the uh, the loud crunchers at inopportune times. Number eight, the concession stand hem hars. I kind of like that. Do you like hem hars as like a word? No. Okay. Uh, number seven, the people who go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie. Number six, people who don't take their trash with them on the way oh. out and throw it out themselves. Number five, people who come in after the movie has started. Number four, the over laughing people, especially when you're the only one laughing at said joke in the movie. Uh, number three, the talkers. Number two, the shushers of the talkers. And of course, number one, the phone. <laughs> Checkers. There wow. is your hastily prepared <laughs> top ten of the week. God, I'm I'm as exhausted right now as I was when we Ugh, me too. watched Dune and the French Dispatch back to back. I'm crashing hard. Final thoughts. Go see both Dune and the French Dispatch. Yeah, I, go support. And do it in the same day. I mean, honestly, and if you do... It's a good double feature. It. You know... No, but... It was, but it, it was sort of the perfect double feature, I think, for this podcast, right? Like, a, a double feature needs to be two very different movies. Right. Exactly. And this is a good one. Yeah. And you can all go see them and go do it. Who cares? Next week, the French – or the French dispatch. Uh, Last Night in Soho is yeah. the the movie of note. Yep. Releasing this weekend. Edgar Wright's new movie featuring another one of the list of the – Actors in their 20s, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. So join us then, this time next week. Baby. Or whenever we decide Maybe to we'll record. Maybe double feature it with uh, Ooh. the souvenir Antlers? part two. Oh, oh. Something. Yeah. Maybe another Tuesday double feature? Let's do it. Let's do a new thing. Wow. But really, go see. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have seen at least one of these movies. But, you know. Maybe Go support do a double, your movie theaters. We should do another Dune double feature where we see it in IMAX. 
I'm in. Let's see. Last Night in Soho and then follow that up with IMAX Dune. Tell me when. Next week on the Popcorn Boys. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night.